He is Nicholas Perez. I am Ben Perez, and we are the Box Box Brothers Podcast. Nicholas! What is up, guys? That race was chaos. Bonkers, if you ask me. Chaos. Absolute bonkers. Yes, so this week we were in Australia, so the land down under, and I will say that it was fantastic getting up on a Sunday afternoon right around 4 o'clock to watch, or actually, I guess 2.55, 3 o'clock is when they uh, officially started the formation lap. But to be up at a decent hour, I'm like, ah, dang, this is how all Europeans feel when they're watching a, <laughs> an F1. You just get to sit on your couch. It was a rainy Sunday afternoon down here, but you got to enjoy F1 at a decent hour compared hour. to our american friends and everyone else who isn't from europe that has to watch the f1 so it was amazing (laughs) yeah it was a bit trippy because i woke up and checked instagram and then i almost got the race spoiled for me i I only saw leclerc i only saw leclerc off in the first lap of the race so then i got all scared and closed out of instagram but yeah yeah that ruined that ruined like three of my bets having leclerc go off but this uh, that entire race weekend was insane and i know melbourne is very similar to dallas in this way but they've they call themselves uh the city of four seasons in one day so you'll have rain (laughs) snow hot and then cold as well so and that affected the qualifying and practice sessions all weekend well, yeah, it took Checo out of qualifying early because his brakes were just all messed up. I don't know if that was just his brakes being messed up, but for the most part, all or of just guy... something in his car. I know they were talking about engine block with Checo because he ran off at the same point like three times or four times. Yeah, probably more. And then I, and then I know a big thing that they were commentating about was um, that. Why am I just blanking? Um, all of all of the teams couldn't get data on the tires so that was mm-hmm. the big mystery coming in to saturday which go, which goes into what uh Domenicali, the f1 ceo or the president whatever his title is was talking about completely eliminating or not completely eliminating practice sessions but reducing them down adding more sprints and i think it does give a air of unpredictability to the race because the engineers and the teams aren't able to gather as much information as they do compared to a three practice session weekend yeah and i know that ashton martin did something weird where they sent um stroll out for one lap and um brought him back in and then scrubbed those tires for the race i don't Uh, know is this during practice three practice one uh this was during so they let him out during practice three drove around on the mediums for one lap and then made him go through a full heat cycle and then mm-hmm. cooled him down, scrubbed him, and then those were the first tires on for the race. Okay. Yeah, because they were even in qualifying, they were having a bit more space or speed with the scrub tires and the used tire. So scrub tire is just anything for dad and everyone who's new to Formula One. A scrub tire is after they go out for a lap their car or their tires are very slick so they get up some debris as they get up to temperature and then they'll go in and actually scrub it down with a tool to remove a lot of that gunk and you can still use those tires but they're just not as sticky 
as the previous new tires can get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, and that led to uh, really crazy qualifying because the last practice session was rainy and then we got into qualifying and it looked like a, a shootout that was about to happen. It and was... we have Merck. Merck's back, Nick, overreaction Monday. They yeah. were out for the first two races and now they're back. <laughs> okay, so have you heard of um hds no i have not heard of hds what is hds it's called Haas delusion syndrome so every time Haas Haas does well they hey they, everyone uh, thinks hulkenberg got back. into the points hulkenberg almost had a podium yes all if, right but can but continue we'll get into the hulk podium in a in a bit but talk about so, Haas delusion syndrome so hostilization syndrome is every time, and I stole this from a guy named J Bone, F1 podcast. But he said every time Haas gets into points or does well in a practice session, Haas is going to win the championship. It's their year. It's their time. And um, I feel like you're suffering from a little uh, Mercedes delusional syndrome. Yeah, hey, we were we were out for the first two races. I didn't like the desert sand coming up into the the grill and this happened last year with mercedes is that they fared much better on flatter more consistent surfaces than in the desert yeah and i just feel like mercedes just came out of nowhere yeah like they, no one was really expecting them to do well yeah and i don't know how many how many upgrades they actually brought to australia because their big package is coming in baku but we have another like three weeks until our next race so we'll have to think uh -huh. of some content to do in between um i'll start watching f1 or we can discuss love is blind as well yeah 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 so um, but i i do think the red bull was also struggling and that could have just been they didn't understand but they looked mighty fast because as soon as russell and sorry russell pitted and after the red car or the red flag Mercedes was one, Max was two, and then after the restart, Matt Hamilton held him off for maybe a lap. But as soon as Max got by, he put in like a five second gap. It was realistically yeah. like a two second gap to Max, but or to Hamilton. But he, as soon as he got into clean air, he took off. Yeah, and Mercedes wasn't <laughs> going to catch him. And like there was nothing any car could do about it. Now, what I did notice is that Sergio, like trying to fight through traffic, that DRS didn't look as strong as it did in the desert. I know for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he didn't look as strong, but that they still have what 15 kph. But Haas also has a pretty good DRS speed, and so does that Williams top speed. But he was he was fighting with Lando Norris. Speaking of Lando Norris. The two Mercedes, were, or not Mercedes, McLarens McLaren. were looking pretty fast this weekend. Oscar Piastri got his first points in F1, yeah. and that was in front of his home fans. Did you see what his grandma did for the Mercedes for the McLaren team? No, what did he, he made? She do? made she made them all baked goods, and they were all sitting out in their like mobile home. Ah, cute. So cute. It was Can... it was a little homewarming moment. Um, but right. one thing well, if I we did... if we get into racing, we'll have to get Lucy to come get a bake everyone fresh tortillas and tacos. 
for the paddock. Now something, now, something that I was thinking about was, do you think Daniel Ricardo would be in that same position if he was still driving the McLaren? I don't think so. I think he he just struggled with that car in general, and I think Oscar being a younger driver and being more open to trying to learn something new, he is able to try to um, understand that car similar to how Lando came in and he's only driven McLarens. So he understands that there's going to be some funkiness while driving around the track. So I, I think Piastri is closer to Lando's pace more consistently than Danny was. Or is that something do you think they figured out is that, that they can only bring in rookie drivers to drive the McLaren because it's so like strange? Yeah, I I don't know what's going on with McLaren because they are this historic franchise, but it's kind of like the <clears throat> Washington uh, Warriors now. Are they? What's the basketball team? The common uh, com- commanders? Washington Commanders. Football team? Yeah. The football team or the... DC. Yeah, Washington Commanders, right? Yeah. And how they have like three NFL titles, but that was all before my time. So they're like, oh, we used to be really good, but now we're not just like Mm -hmm. the Cowboys. And that's how I feel like McLaren is because they have that pedigree. They're also good like on their own day, and but they're never like consistent. And it was something interesting um, that watching Christian Horner and um, the fat dudes um, interview Zach Brown, yeah, they, or Ted Kravitz, uh, Zach, Zach Brown. Brown. The, all right, yeah. so the CEO of McLaren and the CEO of Red Bull. And um, what he what uh, Christian Horner was saying was that Daniel came back with all these weird habits. Nothing that, like, he looked nothing like the driver he was when he left um, Red Bull. Yeah. So it was just it was just a very interesting, like, conversation. Cause, uh, uh, so, the, so you're saying that McLaren screwed up Daniel Ricciardo's return to F1 next year? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just an interesting thing to hear talked about. Yeah, he has that Markel Fultz jumper. All right, yeah. Yeah. All right, so now I want to kind of get into more of talking right, about. Let's yeah, go, let's get, let's let's get into the race. Lap. Um, this race was completely chaotic, and I think that's just because we had four red flags, three restarts, four red flags. And it, that first turn, absolute chaos. It was. It was just absolute insanity from the first lap like it was just it's it was crazy i was excited for the entire time it was some of the the best race that we've had this year for sure um that first lap took out leclerc because what happened with leclerc he just ran wide uh he didn't get tagged right he did he did a signs and just kind of went off into the gravel path yeah, he was trying to avoid the fight, and then he just kind of went off track. Yeah, so he gets DNF'd right at the beginning, and George gets a hell of a start out of the blocks, passes Verstappen, and then as Verstappen's trying to cover up George, Hamilton sneaks up the inside on turn three and sneaks past 
Max again. So it's a Mercedes one, two, and then Max has dropped down to three. I know Max was complaining about Lewis's move on him coming up the inside, but I didn't think that it was anything like they left in enough space. I thought it was just hard driving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was, did you, it was, did I you, thought it was just good racing. Yeah. Um, because if it was flipped, they both would have said the same thing. Yeah. Oh, he pushed me wide. But in, in the end, I think it was both a, a very good play, like very good moves. Nothing was cheap. Nothing was dirty in mm-hmm. that like opening stint. Yeah. And then we go further along the race and we've gotten past the first sector. So we don't have to reset to the original grid yet like we have in Silverstone. And what we ended up getting later in the race. But when did, so they're battling for a while and George is ahead of Hamilton because he out-qualified him again for the third time in a row, which is very interesting. But Hamilton, part, had, yeah. Uh, Hamilton has gotten him better on the race. Uh, and then what lap did, it was a couple laps in, right? Before yeah. Albon had his weird He was having crash. such a good race too. Yeah, he was top 10. Got it into eighth on qualifying from Saturday and then just caught the curb. It was just the weirdest thing. And then his car didn't turn. And ended up going through the gravel path, smashing into the wall, and then kind of flipping reverse back into the on the left side of the track as cars were going through. So Stroll was right behind him at the time. And these drivers have just super amazing fast reflexes. Oh, that, yeah. Wait, I'm pretty sure it was Hulkenberg. Yeah, Hulkenberg was, was like, the one that... Because Lance like, was right in front of him. Literally right behind him. You see a quick just, jerk of the wheel and then come around the curve. Yeah, it was it was insane. And then they just... Um, I saw the memes about Michael Massey being in the paddock and the, and the FIA just kind of losing their mind. Yeah. <laughs> I did think that that one was a red flag because one, uh, Albon was on track. His car couldn't be moved, so they had to get people on there. There was carbon fiber all over the the track, and then you also had gravel. So I thought that one was yeah, a I, red I thought, flag. I thought it needed to be red flagged, but I also feel like it should have been a red flag earlier, not letting teams come into the pits before red flagging the session yeah that and that's what kind of screwed over george even though after the red flag so we get the red flag george comes into the pit before and then was it gasly and a couple others yeah come into the pits and change for hard tires because they're like okay we're going to get a cheap pit stop because instead of taking 22 seconds they only have 10 seconds Uh and uh They go back out on track and come out around like what ninth and tenth or much lower down the grid, and then it gets red flagged. Yeah, and it was just kind of crazy. And Hamilton was complaining. He was like, "Oh, I'm so much on a worse strategy." But I guess at Mercedes, whoever is in front gets to pick their strategy. Yeah, they have preferential pick on strategy. So, but it kind of worked out in in favor of um, Mercedes. Yeah, it did, and so they stayed out on track. It gets everyone comes back in, gets a free tire change, 
because you can do any work on the car during a red flag session that you may need without penalties and currents or taking more time. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had the second restart of the race. And this one was Mac, or Hamilton won Max 2. And after a couple laps, the inside line of the track was a little bit cleaner. So Max gets a good jump off the start and yeah. overtake or no Hamilton held him off on the first turn right he did or yeah did yeah yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was a lead he was ahead for a lot of it yeah and then, and then he finally got past him um, and that brought up one of the coolest moments for me in the race was the Hamilton Alonso race after that yeah and how was... they they were both on hard tires and they had what 49 laps to go yeah and on, they were just and they both needed to get to the end of the race and mm -hmm. uh alonzo you'd see him like start closing up the gap and then hamilton would have to push um but neither of them wanted to push too hard because then that might bring signs and russell back into play later yeah, on then... in the race so you so just had a chess match yeah this cat and mouse game between the two which is very funny to watch but the gap never got within a second um yeah so we'll see if that continues but i'm i just hope that there's at least three teams like if aston martin mercedes can start competing with red bull and we have just that three team race this entire rest of the year it's going to be make it a lot more enjoyable to, yeah. to watch and then now our second red flag of the day brought out Kevin by Magnuson. Yeah, just bends it into the wall. No, but it, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, he like just he like just touched the wall and then his back wheel just exploded. Deleted. Yeah, it yeah. Just, it was it was just a funky situation, and then that one had to be red flagged because this tire was just chilling on the track, and yeah. it was just it was just a bad situation. But With I'm still what, three laps to go. It was, it was like four, I'm four pretty laps sure. Or five, five. It was five, five laps ago. Because they did. It was, yeah, it was weird. Mm -hmm. It was just a funky situation. And then um, that like. Brought everyone, everyone back bought, into the pits. And then they restarted the. They restarted the race. Yeah. Which and, I don't. I don't think that they shouldn't restart the race. Because you had three laps. Uh -huh. And if you're red flagging it, then and they can finish under their own accord, then do that. And it makes for a much more entertaining thing. And maybe this is a, this is, I guess, my own opinion, but sports, I know F1 has been talking about this for a while because it's about the sport, not the entertainment. But the reason that people go to watch sporting events is because they enjoy that entertainment. That's why we yeah. have the shot clock in uh, basketball at 25 seconds because we want more baskets scored. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be watching a two to four game like I see in the Illinois State Championship game for boys and girls high school basketball. Like I want to see points. I want to see fast pace. And if red flagging the session just becomes the norm and we have a five lap sprint race, it made it a lot more exciting and a lot more entertaining. Yeah, I was excited to watch that race. And then, like, 
I, I, I felt like it should have been red flagged. And then going into the restart, I didn't think anything important was going to happen. Yeah, yeah just, I thought like people were just going to try to maintain positions. Five but, cars had already been knocked out of the race, including George, which had with his power unit failure. So there was like 13 cars for 10 positions and everyone would just gunned it. So talk us through the the um, that last restart. All right. I, I wish I had a video that I could pull up um, so I could watch the end. But all all heck broke loose. And then so we had signs or signs. Yeah, get clipped. He clipped a stroll. Stroll went into the gravel. Um, no, no, it was Fernando. Yeah, yeah Fernando he clipped, got so he, spun yeah because. Signs got took too much brake delay, took too much speed, and clipped Alonzo, spun then, him around. And then I saw a meme where it was like uh, Spanish Civil War coloni- or colorized. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then, um, yeah, Stroll goes often to the gravel pit, he makes it back onto track. Gasly yeah. goes wide into the grassish gravel. And when he comes back on, doesn't see Esteban Alcon, and we finally get some French on French. Actually, we'll get some Alpine on Alpine action because that team just loves infighting. And well, Gasly comes in and just smashes into Esteban Alcon, <laughs> not even but, realizing where where his anyone else is on then, the track. Looked like me then, driving you. I was like, ah, oh, it's Nick. Let me just crash into him playing F1. And then for that one, I saw another meme where it was like um, French workers strike colorized. Yeah, they're, so. they're going through some stuff over there too. Yeah, so that was funny. And then we had... Um, well, our boy we Logan had... Sargent, even on that first turn, just took way too much speed into that. Nails the back of DeFreeze, knocks him <laughs> and, and, and himself out of the race. And he just goes on the gravel path. Like... <laughs> Everyone just forgot how to drive and that just last 30 seconds of the race. Like, yeah. that's all we had. We had 30 seconds to finish it out, and that was just pandemonium. Yeah. Like, and everything, and, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and it uh, was just, it was, it was hilarious. And the only two that really escaped anything were the uh, front runners of Red Bull and Mercedes, so Lewis and Max. So we, we finally get to the end of the race. After everyone crashes, we get another red flag. And the f- race finally ends under a formation lap. So they... No, it didn't end under a formation lap. So they they do one formation lap, which is the... It was red flagged on the 57th lap. And then they did they had one... They start. <laughs> they started, but there was no overtaking until the line. So it essentially finished under that. And yeah, but you know why that was so important, right? Yeah, so right before this, <laughs> Carlos Sainz got a five-second penalty for causing a collision with Alonso. So there was an entire thing of how they would go back to the grid. And because they didn't get through the first sector before the red flag was called, they had to go back to the original starting grid on the restart, similar to what happened in Silverstone last year. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And explain what happened with Carlos Sain because he was very upset with his 
five second penalty because no one else got a five second penalty with the first lap. Everything else was a first lap incident. Yeah. Um. So basically, he got a five second time penalty for causing the collision, and so he had a five second time penalty. And if they would have finished, like if they just would have kept the same grid order. Um, as they crossed, as like before they restarted it and like reslotted them, if they just would have kept it, Alonzo would have, or he would have, signs would have been like fourth. fifth or fourth. Yeah, fourth. he was fourth. And so he would have ended up fourth because mm-hmm. no one was in within five seconds. But because of like them all restarting, it was a mad dash for everyone to get to the line before um five seconds so mm-hmm. everyone was going hard to yeah. get that and he dropped from he from dropped four third yeah well, third, third yeah he was in the third. 12th mm-hmm. in and, a matter of a few seconds and i think they were a little bit lenient with everyone else but i it seemed inconsistent because if you're going to get carlos on that then you have to also give gasly and logan Sargent a penalty as well yeah i thought that it was like a little uncalled for but at the same time i don't know like if you're going to do it for one person you have to do it for the entire like you have to do it for the entire grid i think their thinking was sergeant was already out of the race so it didn't like really affect him that much yeah and same with devries and i think they went a little bit lenient on gasly because he has 11 points 11 points on his record so in f1 for each penalty you get you get a certain number of points based on how egregious the act is so if you get to 12 though you have to serve a one race ban suspension you get suspended for one race and if he would have gotten a penalty for that i would have put him up to 12 and in the next race in baku he wouldn't have been able to compete which i mean his his penalties. I remember watching a YouTube video on this, but his penalties have all been weird penalties. Like they're not like penalties that you would think of. Like it's like speeding under a pit lane. Um, uh, there was like one other one that they got mad at him for. Yeah, and <laughs> I I understand it. They he needs to needs to do better. Yeah, but at the same time. And Alpine it's went like, into to crisis mode after that because they were asked about and was laughing at it and was like, oh no, it was just a racing incident. I don't blame him. And I'm assuming Omar Snafnow told him to just be chill with it. Well, did you hear him on the radio? That was the he's probably the most chill team principal on the grid because um they were interviewing him through Sky Sports the whole time. Yeah. And they were like <laughs> He was, he was like, just oh. like, he was like, oh well, it was a, it was a good race for Pierre. Pierre ran up high for a lot of the time. You know, it's kind of a shame how it happened, but you know, it's just yeah, made one know, mistake just, and you're, it's, you're good. It's just we're 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 looking promising for the future. Thank you, Ted Kravitz. <laughs> yep. And, and I, I imagine I, like uh, Gunter being <laughs> like, ah, oh, fucking idiots smashing into each other, causing me yeah. all of this trouble. Um, and Gunter got very mad because with that restart, they almost had a podium finish. <laughs> they, they, they had a glimpse. It was that host delusion 
They had a glimpse that they could um, that he almost got onto the podium and uh, they didn't get their appeal. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hulk did finally beat K-Mag and qualified, <laughs> Q, got into Q3 for the third time this year. So good on you, the Hulk. Yes, good on the huge right. Anything else? I think we pretty much covered the entire race. Yeah, um, I'm just excited. Do you know when we go racing next? Three weeks. So we have to figure out some content to do in between. Because it was supposed to be China in two weeks and then Baku. But because the Chinese Grand Prix got canceled this year, we are not going racing next or two weeks next week. One of those weeks. All right. All right. Next, let's get into our bets. So we've been making race predictions for the last two races, and we made some race predictions for the Aussie Grand Prix. So, mate, let's get into them. Let's have a good day and see how we did. So let's start with you. The We did five bets. We had two teammate bets on who's going to be better. And for your first bet, you had Lewis over George Russell. So, oh, uh, George Russell's car turning into a barbecue. So, yeah. Were you nervous after qualifying? No, not really, because I didn't watch qualifying. Uh, I know Russell had a very good, good qualifying, and he was running a really good race. He was running a really good race. That's the part that had me nervous, but. You know, I just, I didn't really, I didn't, really wasn't phased by it. You know, I just, mm-hmm. just kind of rolled with it. All right. Well, good on you. You got your first bet, right? My first bet. And I realized this after I, I had, we had talked, I should have just chosen signs for the rest of my bets because I, or my first one was signs over Leclerc. Use some claps. And that one did work. Like I hit that one um, because talked about ran off on turn one on lap one. Um, but I had three other picks, two other picks that I chose Leclerc. So I just, I fumbled that one. Uh, for your <laughs> second one, you had K-Mag over Hulkenberg. So Hulkenberg. And I'm assuming that you were just taking the the historical K-Mag has beaten Hulkenberg the last two races. Let's do it for a third. And third time was the charm for Hulk qualified p10 finished ahead of k mag as well so i had taken the opposite with hulkenberg over magnuson so um with your third pick you had a podium finish and you had chosen perez alonzo signs and it was so close so close to being correct but with his late penalty, you missed that one. And I didn't get that one either because I had uh, Verstappen, Perez. Well, Perez also ran off the track. Yeah. He, he DNF'd too. And I yeah. had Leclerc instead of Signs. So I think I chose Signs because you had chosen, or I chose Leclerc because you had chosen Signs. And it just like messed me up. Mm-hmm, Got me mm-hmm. confused. Um, yeah. Fourth prediction, you had Logan Sargent getting into the points. 
so close. I thought maybe with so many DNFs, he might be able to do it. But that last restart, tag to freeze, took himself out of the race. And yeah, it was just not a fun day for him. Wasn't but you know good. what? Tom- next day will be better. Yeah, we'll we'll come back in Baku prepared. Come back. Uh, and I was very excited for this, but <laughs> we had actually put money down. Uh, my fourth bet was a points finish, and I chose Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> It was running in 11th, and then as soon as Carlos got the five-second penalty, brought him up to number 10 and got some points finished. So I hit that one right as as the buzzer went off. Do you know? Do you know what bet um, the commentator really wanted to hit was? If Yuki Sonoda would have finished 11th, he would have been the most consecutive like times getting a position other than first. Yes. I, I did hear that, uh, but luckily Yuki benefited from that that five second point penalty and put him up and gave him one point on the season. So I was super excited. It's like one of the it's like a basketball bet where you have the over under five and it's just garbage time and the team at like the last second just does a layup to make it go under and you missed your bet that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like what it was. Yeah. So it was a last second bet, and I was very excited that that hit. And then finally, we had drivers of the day, and you took Sergio Perez, which who ended up being it? Um, I don't know who ended up being it. Um, I had Charles, and Charles that that ended really early for me. So come on, hold on. Let me check no. the Insta really quickly. I hit. Sergio Perez, driver of the day. Was he really? Uh, are you sure that wasn't last week? No, it's 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 this week, 17 hours ago. Alright, we both hit three this week for our race prediction, so you are still up one on our season-long bet. But it is a long time, so let's, let's see how we go in Baku in three weeks. <laughs> Anything else before we head out? Wait, how did uh, Sergio got out super early, didn't he? Sergio? Yeah. He finished in fourth. Oh. <laughs> I he don't... started in he started in um twentieth. Okay. Then he got up to fourth. Yeah, uh, for and maybe I'm I'm probably overlapping practice and qualifying with the race. He yeah. was clean during the race. It was clean. He he was slow, but he was steady. He made he made it all the way back up to the front. Yeah. That's uh, when you're driving a Red Bull. You don't have to make crazy moves. You just have to be there once everyone else messes up. Yeah. So it was just it was just slow and steady. Just um, just gonna slowly make my way up through the race. Easy the racket. Easy Sunday drive. All right. Well, we will be. In- with you next week thank you for listening thank you for subscribing we'll have some non-race review content for you anything else before we sign off shout out to all the homies that listen to all the love that's shown to the instagram you know coming up with original content thank you for supporting the podcast thank you again and nick I think uh, your your power unit is barbecuing. 
definitely oh, on no. fire. Oh no! I need you to uh, come in. Box, 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 box. Retire the car. Retire the car.